Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Three Fates Decide. My name is Sam, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Liz and Mary. Say hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. And tonight, we are going to be doing another free talk because it is our 75th episode, which is bananas. Yeah. You think you know what we're going to talk about. And welcome back to Three Fates Decide. It just sounds more dramatic that way. All right. So this week we are going to be talking about... But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. One Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I mean, we always celebrated Easter. You're part of the Half-Blood Prince. So we're going to do another free talk, freestyle thing. No planned discussion. At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. We're going to hit the, the, the main highlights. That is the thing that we were saying back in that episode. Quick recap. Three Fates Decide podcast. E-A-A-N-A-S. I have no idea how we lasted this long. It's crazy. And like over the last couple of months, really since we did our 50th, which was what, June? Yeah, June. I think something like that. Or July, whatever. Sometime earlier this year, we did our 50th episode, and so much has happened, even just us growing. We've gotten a lot more followers than I think any of us thought possible. So just a big shout out to all of you, and thank you so much for listening and following and all that stuff. I still wish that we could engage a little bit more with everybody through social media and stuff but we haven't figured that part out yet but we're still getting followers and people are definitely listening so definitely a thank you to everyone who has followed us on this journey of 75 episodes it's been a fun ride yep 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 Mm -hmm. we've talked about everything i think (laughs) i think so mostly everything there's certain topics we don't we just don't go into because it's just no right yeah there's things we just don't talk about bruno being one of them yeah let's not get into that earworm it's in my head already sorry it's not mine thank god because i've never actually seen that movie and we're not gonna get it in my head so good curse you lin-manuel miranda this is all your fault man big ball of talent you've infected the world with your amazingness in music and lyrics curse you <laughs> honestly between him and the lopez's for crying out loud <laughs> oh god yeah but yeah so what's been what's been going on since our last free talk that we haven't already talked about yeah. <laughs> via the other topics some of you guys may have been aware if you listen to our August slash September episodes like I actually went on vacation for a week and technically I did leave the country because Canada is another country twist. at first I was kind of like eh but it turned out not to be that bad don't get me wrong Canada is a very lovely country it's very nice but let's just be honest it's not exactly the bucket list country you think of visiting it's not like on your top 10 countries you want to visit before you die list necessarily and also since i live in new york it's relatively short distance compared to other parts of the country so i did as like a road trip with my brother and his family my 
parents couldn't come along. Otherwise, it would have been a nice little family trip, but it was good. We did a little city hopping, but we started off in Montreal and then we ended with Niagara Falls, which you do. You got to go at least once. I got good and splooshed on by the Canadian Falls. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. See, I've been to Canada and never been to Niagara Falls. Same. Yeah. Honestly, the only real reason why you go there is for the falls because the town that's built right by the falls, that is like the kitschiest place like ever. It's like Coney Island on steroids. Okay. It's completely crazy. Such so. a New Yorker, Coney Island. <laughs> yeah. It's like every single stereotype you can think of like carnivals and well, not circus, like all the attractions and rides like all squeezed together in like just a few blocks or so so kitschy but the falls themselves make it worth the trip you just wouldn't want to be there necessarily longer than a few hours if we have any canadian followers don't beat up on liz because she basically said your country is not fun i think collectively though our favorite part of the trip was actually montreal it was very nice food was excellent uh-huh <laughs> She's trying to save herself now. No, I would like to go to Toronto and Montreal and Vancouver and stuff like that. I've been to, on. A, I went on a cruise actually, and I went to Nova Scotia, which was very nice, very cold. I went there in August, and I was freezing my butt off. I gotta give it to the Canadians, you guys. I don't know how the heck you stay warm. Obviously, you're more thick-blooded than us, but I give you kudos for surviving winters there because I couldn't handle August. <laughs> in Nova Scotia without freezing my butt off. Yeah. I've always heard Nova Scotia is pretty cold, like more cold than you would expect because it's by the ocean and everything. Crazy Atlantic currents. It's funny, like when I mentioned like Montreal, I am starting to suspect this inspired a text message I actually got from my brother earlier this morning, which was, he was like telling me, so we're thinking of going to France in March when... The younger kid is on spring break. Do you want to go? And I'm like, I'll think about it. Because technically I've gone a couple of times. They were very short stays, but I've been a couple of times. So I'm just like, do I want to go or not? Because I mean, it is still quite a bit of money you have to spend. Yeah. But I've never been to Europe. True. Same. As ridiculous as it's going to sound, it's like I've been like three times and they were... Obviously with my family, because by myself, I don't have that kind of money, especially the first two times I went, I really didn't have that kind of money. It was mostly like my parents were paying for that because I was a student in college with no money. I did pay back my mom on the third trip. It sounds like a cliche, but it's like when you actually leave the country, you start getting a little more perspective on things because you're seeing life in a different place. You start learning like what the vibe is in this other place and you start to realize how different being an American actually is compared to other places. Sounds silly, but yeah, I don't know. I have to get back to my brother, like whether I want to go or not. It is a bit of money, even though we're lumping our resources together. Yeah. yeah I'd like to get over there. You know, that whole money thing. And it's not, once you're there, I think it's okay. It's more the getting to there that's expensive. Yeah. Then you could just country hop like crazy, I think, once you're there. But to get from here to there is just ridiculously expensive. 
Yeah, that's actually what we did the first time. Like the first time I went to Europe, I was like 18. So it was right after I graduated high school. And my parents got together with like my godparents and one of my aunts and my cousins. And we ended up forming like a rough family group of 10. And we all signed up to one of those like tour company things. And here's a bit of advice, not that like necessarily everybody would do it this way, but do not go with one of those tour companies in Chinatown, like what my parents did, because oh my God, we did so much city hopping. I can barely remember what the heck happened. I need to like look at vacation pictures to remember what the hell happened on this trip. That, that was like how fast everything was. Like I remember flying into London. I remember the Louvre. Oh, and I remember somebody in our group almost got pickpocketed while we were in Versailles. And then there was the food poisoning thing in Rome, which was not fun. And by the way, this was in July. So that really made it oh so much more fun. Don't do that. Just don't. <laughs> I guess like the tour group thing is good if you're on like a budget because it does bring you to a bunch of different places. A lot of times your meals are could be possibly included depending on what group you're with and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. if you want to actually experience culture, <laughs> I can have a lot of time if you're bouncing around. Right. Well, the funny thing was like the third time I went to Europe was a trip to Spain. We used a tour company again, but it was a lot better because number one, it's not one of those like budget Chinatown tour companies. I'm not going to be advertising on our podcast, the name of the company, but in case you're curious, you could always email us and I'll tell you. And I will definitely tell you, Sam, it was really good. Like in terms of the cost, the packages are pretty reasonably priced depending on which country you're going to and the length of the tours. But I would say like the one we did in Spain, I thought it was reasonably priced. They offered optional tours where obviously you pay extra and you get like bonus stuff that you can go see. Because if you choose not to do the optional tours, you get free morning, free afternoon, what have you. But if you pay the extra, then that free time is that the optional tour thing. We did pretty much all the optional tour things because like they were all actually very interesting things worth doing. So we got to visit Central and southern Spain that way. They have like really good offers on how to like get your package on discount. Like if you sign up to their newsletter, you will get notifications for every week. There's oh, these package tours are discounted. If you book your trip for these certain dates. Also, they have the refer a friend thing where a friend referred you to their company. Both of you will get some credit, which helps. Also, because I was with my parents, we got a room for three people instead of just two people. So we actually got an additional discount for that. So that company I would recommend if you want to do the tour company route. Yeah. Ari, what's been going on with you? Other than being sick as a dog for months on end? Nothing. Poor Mary. Mary she oh. has she's been so sick y'all don't even understand I have been sick since September yeah. since September it is now almost December and do you I'm, remember and I still have a sinus infection crazy yeah we're not sure if you listeners noticed anything try to cut out your sniffles <laughs> when I'm editing 
Yeah. I am so <laughs> sorry, y'all. If No, you can't help it. If you hear coughing or sniffing, I swear to God, I'm not trying to do it. I try to mute myself, but oh my God. I, oh, it's been awful. It's been horrible. And my poor daughter, she's five and a half. She's hardly ever been sick a day in her life until she goes to school. But we got this before she went to school because she got sick two days after school started. It's just not physically possible for her to have gotten sick from school. So yeah, it's been awful. I'm on my fourth round of antibiotics now. Easy, easy, crazy. And it's just like that. And obviously what's happening is whatever has you mutates every time you get uh -huh. an antibiotic because it's like, you'll never defeat me. Yes. They're shapeshifters. Been going around in our family is we've had strep throat, but we're not infected with like strep A or strep B, which is the normal ones that you get. We've been infected with strep D and strep D comes from the gastrointestinal tract. Mm. So, yeah. Is yeah. it like acidic from like the acids in your stomach? No. Other side. Other end. Oh, no. Other end. Yeah. 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 D for dump. Yeah, basically. So. Yeah. So I don't know if a lot of people know that I had family come in town like the end of August and they were here for about four days and I swear. And then we got sick about two weeks later is when we got sick, like two, two and a half weeks later is when we got sick. So they infested you. I think they did. And they, they infected us with something. It's been awful. Mm -hmm. It's been horrible. So, yeah, so my daughter got it. And of course, I got it right after she got it. And then my mom got it. <laughs> and so my mom went and got antibiotics first. And then I took my daughter to the doctor, to her pediatrician. And he said, it's just a cold. It's a virus. You have to live through it. Okay, fine. She was having 103 degree fevers. She was a sick little girl. And yeah, that's a little ridiculous to just say, just, oh, just wait it out. Yeah, basically. But I figured he's a pediatrician. He's been a pediatrician for over 40 years. So he probably knows what the fuck he's talking about. And I never even thought of having them test her for strep at all. Never thought of that. Because she wasn't complaining of a belly pain or sore throat or anything like that. So we just thought it was a cold, just a really nasty head cold, and she'd get over it. She got better, but she always she kept running a low-grade fever. Her fever would be like 99, like 99.1, 99.2, low grade. I kept sending her to school, which was the worst thing I could have done. I'm so sorry to all the parents that we probably, tell the kids we probably infected with everything because I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know at all. I had no clue. But then she got sick again. Then her fever spiked up again. So we took her to the emergency room because she was breathing really hard. She was having some nasal flaring and some retractions. Like in her sternum, she was breathing so hard that her skin was retracting in, which is never mm. a good thing. So we took her to the emergency room. They tested her for RSV, for flu, and for COVID. She was negative for all three. They didn't test her for strep, but she, she was having some belly pain at the time, but she didn't really, she wasn't complaining, complaining of it, but she never said anything about her throat hurting. She just said the outside of her throat itched, oh. but she has eczema. So we just thought, may, I thought it was maybe she was just having an eczema flare well the next day she was still having a lot of trouble and she had spiked a fever that night of 103 again so we took her to urgent care and they finally tested her for strep but they did it's a dna test it's not just the swab in the back of the throat 
what they do is they swab your mouth and then they run it for any virus or bacteria that you may be harboring. That's how we found out she had strep D. Wow. Yeah. And so they told me, because I was having this pretty much same symptoms that she was, but I wasn't really having a sore throat or anything. They said, if she's got it, you've probably got it. So two days after we started on antibiotics, my dad got sick with it. Wow. It's been awful. I'm sorry. It has been horrible. <laughs> awful. And uh, I would not wish this on my worst enemy. Yeah, no, that sounds horrible. It's been awful. And we've changed toothbrushes. We were using paper towels. We used dial soap. We were washing our hands a thousand times a day, a thousand times more a day than we normally do. We were doing everything. Luckily, everybody in the family got over it but me. I've had it three times. And now I've got the sinus infection that flared up after all of it. I'm like, oh, God. I think it's time for me to leave this body and find a new one that's not sick. Don't you wish sometimes you could just do like a brain transplant, something else? There are times where I wish I was a Cylon and I could do that. Yeah, yeah. I would like to be able to just take out all of my sinuses right now, drain them, and then shove them back in. Just in case any of you listeners are not familiar with Battlestar Galactica, yes. Yes, they reimagined Battlestar Galactica. That was a thing where Cylons yes. could technically die and then their consciousness gets transferred to a clone body. Yes. I get what you mean, Mary, with your sinuses, because that's how I feel every time I have a sinus infection. Yeah. I mean, I usually have a chronic one that just like just sits back there and it's, it's just annoying, but it doesn't really cause me any issues other than like during really bad allergy season. Mm. Didn't you try a neti pot that last yes. time? Oh. And it did nothing. I got a little bit out, but I did not get anywhere near the stuff that I should have gotten out of my nose. It's too thick. I just remember I had, I think, three at the beginning of this year, three sinus infections. Well, technically, mm -hmm. as of last December, three sinus infections all within the first half of last year. And then in yeah. July, I started getting symptoms again, and I was miserable. My sinuses were terrible. I finally went out and bought a neti pot because I'm like, I just, I hate shooting anything up my nose. But I was like, mm -hmm. I need to just clean out these sinuses. It was so painful. I was putting heat on my face. I was putting ice on my face. Like, nothing was stopping the pain so i was like i just need to clean them out it was covid <laughs> i didn't have a sinus infection i had freaking covid <laughs> so i did the neti pot it did help the sinuses but i got covid so there you go i will say i got tested for covid twice at the doctor's urgent care and i did a home test for covid and it's all three times it's been negative so this entire stuff i've never once had covid with any of it yeah that was me every time I got a sinus infection. I'd be tested for flu, I'd be tested for COVID, and everything would come back negative. So I always got sinus infection and then upper respiratory. Yeah. It was just like every two months I was getting it at the beginning of the year. So it finally was COVID. COVID, yeah. But the thing is that I'm allergic to penicillin. Mm. Ampicillin or amoxicillin is the drug of choice for strep. Yes. It is. That's what they usually give you. Yeah, most infections, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I cannot take that. No. Yeah, so I've had three rounds of Keflex, which granted is a, it's a cousin drug to penicillin, but I'm not allergic to it for some reason. Don't ask me why. I have not figured that one out yet, but mm. the it's mostly cleared it all up. But I don't think they're giving it to me long enough since I'm allergic to 
amoxicillin, I should probably be on something for 10 days, to 10 to 14 days, instead of just the regular seven day dosage. Yeah. So now I'm on doxycycline. <laughs> so that means I can't go out in the sun. So I'm a literal vampire. If I go out in the sun, I burn. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that's bad. It's bad. Yeah. 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 Second half of the year has been busy, crazy, hectic ups and downs and all that stuff. So I, I tween, got drafted into teaching Oligard again when I really just wanted to retire, but I became director instead. I did the complete opposite. Went from <laughs> retiring to being in charge. Uh-huh. I didn't do very well with that. You know you have only yourself to blame, right? Absolutely, because I put it on okay. myself. I don't know why I put it on myself. No one else seemed to care, but I'm like, the children. I must do it for the children. You mean they didn't hire anybody else or... No. So when the other director got, lack of a better word, fired, band director came to me and they had nobody. And I was like, I just let it go. Like then like the winter program would die. That's sad because there's nine juniors. Do I really do that to them when they've been in guard since sixth grade? Do I allow this whole program to just completely die out on them? Or do I step in, try and find someone to take over and then tire like I want to? So again, I went for the children. I stepped in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, me. All right. I have, it's logic. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, I was hoping to hire someone for the winter and nope, I'm now designing a show and we'll be starting those rehearsals. I said, I don't mind doing like marching band because it's such a short season. It's hectic because it's a lot in two months. But it's so short. I wouldn't care if that's all it was. Because they have a winter program, like literally we start rehearsals this Thursday. We go until the end of April. Ew. They seriously need to hurry up and really hire somebody already. At this point, it's up to me. I have to find somebody. School doesn't care. It's the whole thing. If I don't do it, the school like gets rid of the program. I don't care. So. Well, hell. Yeah. See where my predicament kind of was. So I'm going to try and find somebody during a winter make contacts or whatever and uh, hopefully find able to take it over i can officially retire because i'm just tired i don't want to do this anymore i know i've said this before but i really don't I'm done and the kids know it too which is so sad at the same time they're so grateful that i'm there so i'm like gosh darn it it's like i hate this i don't want to do this anymore but i love you guys it's like curse me for just being so nice but yeah so that took up a couple of months and then my darling kitty cat from october till now it's been a rough go toward the middle to end of september my baby who has loved food her whole life but i've been told numerous times she needs to lose weight decided to take the most drastic way of losing weight she had started becoming very picky with her food which was so not like her and so i brought her to the vet and they did an x-ray and they couldn't see anything so they told me to come back in two weeks if she didn't get better i brought her back and they did an ultrasound and there was a lovely large mass in her small intestine and they didn't necessarily explain at either i just didn't understand or they didn't explain it well just said you need to get a surgeon immediately and get her in and i'm like what the hell is going on i thought it was because she had at that point stopped eating completely but apparently it was the mass was about to rupture and then we would have had a whole different wax because then you're talking sepsis and most likely death so got her in to the emergency vet and she got in for surgery so two days after we had the ultrasound she had surgery and then i found out two weeks after that she had lymphoma and not only did she have lymphoma but she had 
large cell lymphoma, which is the worst out of the two lymphomas. Its prognosis is not very good. Basically, if she doesn't react well to chemo, she has months to live. It's how I was basically told. So I had already scheduled an appointment with an oncologist in preparation because they said that it was like weeks out for an appointment. So mm -hmm. Halloween, I took her and the oncologist explained literally everything to me, which was awesome. I talked about best thing that I could have done was remove the ass completely because the one surgeon that I had seen had said that if it was lymphoma, this was before she knew it was about to rupture, but she said that if the mass was lymphoma, so they did a biopsy, they wouldn't remove it. They would just start chemo because they that's how they treat lymphoma. But because it was about to rupture, they needed to get it out immediately. So the oncologist had told me that was actually the best thing to do because of the type of lymphoma it is. The tumors, they call them liquid tumors, and it's they just leak disease everywhere. So even though I took out that mass, she said the chances of her having more cells in her abdomen was extremely large. Everyone wants to hear that. So did a ultrasound again of her abdomen that day. She looked clear. They couldn't see anything, but it could be very microscopic. And we started chemo that day. So Halloween was her first bout of chemo. But today was week five. So she did four weeks of chemo. Today was just a checkup. Her white blood cell count is pretty much back to normal, which is awesome. Her platelets are good. And the oncologist is very happy with how she's looking. She's starting to eat more. She's acting more herself. So I have really high expectations that she's going to be one of the cats that beats this thing. It's great. Pretty much she has to go through 16 weeks of chemo and every four weeks she gets like a week off. So next week starts the second round of four weeks. So it's been a, a long, emotional, expensive road. As a result, I'm paying for all this. So I, ha I paid for surgery and I'm paying for the chemo every week. And basically the, all the money that I've saved to buy a house, it's gone, will be gone by the time I'm done with this because it is now going to her. And then I will start slowly building it back up. Yeah. After. But she's only six. And she is the sweetest, sweetest little thing in the entire world. Everybody at the vet's office, like, they love her. Every time they bring her out, they're like, oh, my God, she is so sweet. Because she's one of those cats that, like, she'll look at you in disdain as you're poking and prodding, but she won't attack. She won't swipe. She won't bite. She just lays there. Like, okay, fine, do what you need to do, but I don't like you doing this to me. Like, she just looks at you with disdain, but she won't actually do anything to you. So she's just such a good girl, and she's, she just deserves so much better. But she's she's my kitty. She's the first pet that's been actually mine. I also have a dog, too, which I think I probably mentioned before, but he's like the family dog. And while I'm, I think, one of his favorites, he's not mine. Like, she's mine. I am mommy. She knows I'm mommy, and so I'm going to do whatever I can to save her, but... Man, am I like in a financial pickle at this point because I'm still paying off my car that I got in June and uh, I had gone into my emergency fund to pay for the surgery. I have to replenish the emergency fund. I have to pay for the car and I have to pay for her chemo plus Christmas. So I pretty much told my family don't expect much for Christmas because I just don't have the money. <laughs> but it's funny, like in 2020, I came debt free. I had paid off everything and now... I feel like I am in, and I'm not in debt except for my car, but my mom paid out my car. I'm paying my mom for my car. So it's not like I'm indebted to the bank or the dealership or whatever, but I feel like I'm in more debt now than I ever was. 
just because I'm paying for so many things at once. It's crazy. Easy. Yeah. That's the joys of having a pet. And of course, I didn't have pet insurance to lighten the load a little bit. But And by the time it's too late, when she was diagnosed with the mass, there was nothing I could do. Wouldn't cover it anyway. So Very sad. She's so cute. Like right now, she's sitting on my bed taking a bath. She's... <laughs> Ugh. But yeah. But besides that, I'm hopefully getting a, a new job. I applied for a new position. Uh... And funnily enough, it's... <laughs> Don't say anything, Liz, but it's with my old company. <laughs> but it's not in that region where, like, the asshole vice president works. And it's a videographer position, which is what I went to college for. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. Hopefully that's... Okay, there's just so much excitement you can get out of that company, per se. But hopefully something more interesting happens. My whole hope is that, like, I applied wanting more information. And it's because, like, they are promoting it out of Hartford, Connecticut, but that's where the home office for the company is. So I don't know if that means I would have to like work out of the Connecticut office or if like it's because it's company based. So they're just putting it as the home office type of thing. Like if it's company based, like I would get to travel the like all over the country to go to all the different regions and stuff like that, which would be awesome. And then, like I said, like I went to school for video editing and all that stuff so it would just be great to be able to go back to what i originally wanted to do when i graduated college all those years ago and i thought i had to give up because no one was hiring me because it's such a hard business to get into but yeah so we'll see what happens with that yeah and then yeah. i know we talked about it we mentioned it maybe an episode or so ago about Liz and I finally meeting for the first time at New York Comic-Con. Yeah, it wasn't as long as it could have been, but we did meet and did chit-chat for a bit in person without microphones and imagination. Yeah, it was my very first Comic-Con and it was quite the experience. You really went through the gauntlet there. Well, the initial part was fine when I was upstairs walking floor and shopping and it was a lot of people, but it was fine. But going downstairs to where like the meet and greets and photos and autographs and all that stuff were was mayhem. Absolute mayhem. It was ridiculous. And I'm saying this as somebody who's been going to this thing just about every year since 2015, 2016. It was badly organized, that particular section of the convention i don't think i've seen it that bad in a long time such yeah. a mess it, it was so bad i only went to one day i went to friday october 7th but liz you went to the every day yeah i went every day except sunday yeah yeah because usually i don't go on sunday because not as many interesting things to me at least happen on sunday in case any of our listeners are actually interested in going to new york comic-con if you happen to have kids i forget what age it is but i think it may be under it may be 12 and under but if you take your kids or a kid on sunday they sell special badges just for sunday for kids so you do save a little money when you take them on sunday and they will include more content that's like kid friendly in the schedule as well because like, i actually i knew a family friend he and his wife would take their kids, especially when their kids were younger, they would specifically all go on Sunday so they could bring all three of them with them. But because otherwise, if you take your kid on the other three days, you have to pay full adult price for them. Doesn't matter. I think if they were like under five, they may let you bring them in, obviously, because they're that young. 
if you can't find a babysitter, then you can't leave them alone and whatever. But yeah, if they're like middle school, primary school age, you definitely are going to have to pay full price for them. But yeah, overall, I had a lot of fun despite how much of a problem that meet and greet area was. Oh, Sam, if you thought it was bad on Friday, it was mayhem on Saturday. It was really bad on Friday, but it was worse on Saturday because you had more people showing up. Right. I think it was only bad for like certain celebrities that went. Right. The day that we saw each other, we both went to go meet and have pictures and autographs with Sebastian Stan. So he was one of the biggest stars of that day. Right. So a lot of people wanted to go see him and like they really like hacked crap out of him. I did feel bad for him because I can't even imagine. I noticed like it, where Christopher Lloyd was, like it didn't seem to be as crazy, which it was pretty cool to be only a few feet from Christopher Lloyd. I have to, I really do have to say, I really wish that I could have seen Michael J. Fox, but obviously because of his illness, he stayed in one spot. So like when they were doing pictures of Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox together, Christopher Lloyd went into the little booth area where Michael J. Fox was signing stuff. And they would do pictures back there so that Michael didn't have to move. Obviously, it, it's very difficult for him to walk now, which is so sad. But yeah, so it just felt like the amount of people obviously wanting to see bigger stars, that's really where like craziness was. I just think they could have just done it so much better. Like I was ready to just go up there and be like, can I organize this, please? Can I just take over for like five minutes? I'll have this thing. Ship would be sailing beautifully if you just give me the microphone. I know it was really bad. I had three photo ops and two autograph sessions. And the way they scheduled it was like so messy. I suspect because of the fact that we had the pandemic. So there was no con in 2020. And then they had to limit the number of people that could come in last year when they restarted it. I think they were trying to overcompensate this year by overbooking the number of people who can do those things. So for example, let's say you wanted to take a picture with, we'll use Sebastian as an example. So you have to pay a fee to take the picture. Depending on when you book the actual photo op, you may or may not actually have choices you can even make because ignoring the fact that Sebastian was only there for Friday, if let's say he was gonna show up the entire weekend, right? When they first announced he was going to be there, they only tell you, okay, he is going to show up on this day, this day, this day, but you don't know when, you know, the photo sessions are. So you can't pick that, which I thought was really strange because in previous years you could. So if they told you, okay, he has a session in the morning, he has two different sessions in the afternoon on Saturday, I could choose to pick, okay, I'll see him in the morning or I'll see him in this session in the afternoon or that session in the afternoon, right? But you didn't have that kind of choice until way later, closer towards the actual convention dates, which I thought was very strange. They didn't finalize the schedule until closer to the con. But then on top of that, I didn't even know what session I was actually going to get until a week or so before the convention. I would get an email saying, oh, here's an updated digital QR code thing that you have to scan to confirm that, okay, Liz is going to take this picture with Sebastian. So I would see on the thing, okay, your session is like at, say, 1.20 p.m., Okay, please show up 10 minutes before to line up, right? So, okay, if I'm supposed to show up at 110, 
to wait for my session that starts at 1.20. I show up at 1.10. There's like literally a thousand people crowding around the wait area. And when you talk to the other people waiting around there, you're like, oh, are you waiting for Sebastian too? They're like, no, I'm waiting for this other actor. I'm waiting for this team up thing where like I'm taking pictures with three actors. So it's like you have different photo ops go together waiting for their turn because. Yeah, we were all like cattle. Yeah. And the crazy part is that the crowd was not even the actual wait line to take the picture even. No, nope. That was the wait to get to the line. Yeah, it was completely nuts because. The way they did was they have these barriers and these curtained off areas that's like the makeshift photo studios, right? So you had three of those and they set up these lanes so that, okay, if you're going to be on this certain photo op session, you guys are going to go on these lanes, whatever, right? The huge crowd was just to get to those lanes and you still have to wait once you get in the lanes for your photo op to actually start. It was crazy. It was absolutely disorganized. Nuts. But he was beautiful. Tired, but beautiful. Yeah. Seb, I'm just going to say, if you ever listen to this next time, don't fly in from Europe the night before. You're supposed to spend all day at a Comic-Con taking pictures with people. This may be your first time at New York Comic-Con, but this is not your first convention, my guy. <laughs> right. You know what was going to happen. Like, why would you do that to yourself? Why? I know. This was probably like his 20th time being at a con at this point. <laughs> yeah. In pictures, you can see how tired he was, but like in person, you can just... And then like they had the thing in between. So even like pictures, it was a little awkward because it's want to pose with him, but it's like you have a nice thing of plexiglass in between. Yeah. Yeah. He was nice. He, I actually had got a chance to take a picture with him twice because my friend's glasses glared up with the flash. Right. So we had to walk back in. And as we walked in, he looked at us and just shrugged. I was like, ah, two. <laughs> we get to come back for two. <laughs> that was nice. Of course, as soon as I locked eyes with him, I just turned a nice, deep, deep sheet of red. And all yeah, English language was no longer there. I did a dorky peace sign type of thing with him. Yeah. We both stood there with our hands on our hips like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Some other people on the line like were much more clever about what they were going to do with him in the picture. Walking up, I said to my friend, I was like, oh, let's do this. Let's do this. And then like I went up there and literally it's like he and I locked eyes for a second because I was the first one of my group and all thought just disappeared. It's gone. It's just, oh. Yeah. I seriously envy those people that really thought out what to do with him in the picture and they did it. I still remember the girl that was ahead of me. She asked him if they could pretend that they're a couple and they're going to do like kissy faces at each other across the glass. And they did it. And I saw the picture. It looks super cute. <laughs> it looks so good. Yeah. You got to hand it to him. He was willing to do whatever you asked. So I'm not going to repeat how much we spent to do it. But yeah, he was overbooked and didn't get a break all day. And it was a long day. So Plus, he was jet lagged. Right, because he was only going to show up the one day, which just made it worse. Right. Because at least if he was there two days, it could have been spread out a little bit more, or it could have still been overbooked. I don't know. Saturday wasn't that much better. I almost didn't make it to one of my photo sessions because 
what happened was I was on an autograph session with Ben Barnes and I could go on and on about how much I love this guy, but I'm not because that'll make this episode too long. But I waited on the line for Ben for so long and I had to make a run to the bathroom, which was not easy. Let me tell you, women's line bathroom. That's a whole other mess. I almost missed my photo op with Oscar Isaac because the autograph session with Ben started at 11 and my thing with Oscar was supposed to start at 11:30 and I was waiting on the line for Ben for an hour so by the time I got on the photo op line for Oscar I was like one of the last dozen people on the line and it was almost one o'clock that was how seriously bad it was and then later I did my photo op with the three actors from Outlander that were there including Mr. Sam and oh my God, if you get a chance to take a picture with them, you should. Although it's going to feel awkward because I'm only like five foot and I barely reached his shoulder because he's like six two. Oh man. And then later in the afternoon was a picture with Ben and oh my God, taking a picture with him was great too because he did the love heart thing with me. It was great. My old crush on him has been reinvigorated. So there. That's about as fangirly as I'm going to get right now. Yeah. So anything else anyone wants to say? I guess before we close out, the year's almost over. Just crazy. I know. So here's to a more exciting 2023. Good exciting. No, can we have a boring 2023 where nothing happens? Yeah, that's what I mean. There's going to be no more pandemics. There's going to be no more fuckery in politics. Oh, God. No more fuckery in religion. That's all I'm saying on the politics thing, because there's fuckery on both sides of the fence there. Oh, yeah. That's why I refuse to choose a side. <laughs> right? So that's why I said, I'm just like, there's fuckery everywhere. And I'm about to join the Church of Fuckery, which is technically a cult. But it's with a small C and they drink coffee, not Kool-Aid. Yeah. I'm on TikTok, y'all. I've ventured into TikTok. And I have found Mother Nightshade. Mm. She started a cult. No, but I agree. I would love for a boring... 2023 i don't think it's gonna happen but no i just want a boring 2023 where nothing happens uh, something man like we need a break just give us all a break it's just one thing after the other should have known that 2022 was going to be another crazy year when literally betty white died like new year's eve that should have yeah. been it that should have just been the sign of how this year was going to go yeah i'm just not that overly optimistic <laughs> i'm not either Good to want, but <laughs> I've become completely jaded about this. I, I just accept the reality of what is probably going to happen. <laughs> so jaded. that's why I'm just like, you know what? Let's just get this over with. <laughs> it's going to happen one way or another. On to the next one. On to the next one. <laughs> I just want a year where it's boring and not a damn bad thing happens. I know that's a little much to ask for, but at least not yeah. anything crazy like the past couple of years yeah. have been. It literally yeah, like no it, more it's just been one no, thing no after another. No more rioting. No more crazy ass dictators trying to take over the fucking world. We've had enough, damn it. Whoever opened the fucking tomb, close that. Put it all back and close it up. Pandora Pandora called. She wants her box back. And all the shit that came out of it. Yep. All right. Well, 75 episodes. <laughs>
And here's to a boring 2023. <laughs> well, here's to 75 more. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Before we know it, we'll be doing another free talk for our 100, hopefully with better, more uplifting stories than three months of illness and cat chemo. Yeah. Oh, Who knows? Maybe I'll make up my mind about that trip. Who knows? There you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time. And see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.